Welcome back to the Velocity for Change podcast. I'm your host, Adam Guthrow. I have another custom with a K intro for you here this week. Uh, this guest is going to be Vicki Abbott. And Vicki Abbott owns Homemade Specialty, which is a soup company that has a very unique method of delivering soup to its customers. So stay tuned and you'll get to know a little bit of her background and uh, how she went about creating this product and distributing it to people. And it's, uh, it's a really cool story. And if you're a fan of this soup, you're going to learn more than you ever imagined about the product and what you can do with it so stay tuned all right we're back welcome back everybody uh i'm here with why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself i'm vicky abbott i own homemade specialty homemade specialty and what do they do again we produce dehydrated soup mixes that are not only easy to make but low in sodium Low in sodium. That's important for heart health. That's right. Yes. Okay. So you have this business. And um, so what's the business model look like? Who is it right now? How many employees do you have? We have, I have two part-time employees and myself. Okay. Okay. So how did this whole thing end up starting? So where were, where were you before before you had this idea? Apparently I had a lot more time on my hands because in <laughs> 2011, I decided that actually it was 2010. I decided to make split pea soup for teacher's gifts one year. So I bought a dehydrator and came up with a recipe. Um, split peas you could buy in the grocery store. So that was easy, but carrots and potatoes, eh, you got to dehydrate those. So my friend and I um, got together every night after work and we basically cut up about 50 pounds of potatoes, boiled them till they were almost cooked and then dehydrated them, which basically took another eight to 10 hours. And at the end of it, you had a little tiny pile of vegetables. So we did that for both potatoes and carrots. And um, after that was finished, we created a, a powdered broth with some spices and we layered it in a bag and we tied it up and uh, handed it out for gifts for teachers and they loved it. And we got thank you notes and they couldn't believe how great it was. and at that point, um, I decided, well, why not try chicken noodle? So we came up with a chicken noodle recipe. And of course, this is, you know, well beyond the holidays or whatever. And this is still going to be a gift for teachers or this is going to be a, a gift for relatives? It's just, I, I just made it to see, you know, what else I could do with it. But then I learned that there was a local fair that was happening um, that coming weekend. And it was a Monday morning. And decided, well, I'll just go and sell my soup. Well, you can't just show up at a fair and sell soup. You need to be fully licensed and insured. So I, I did that. Came up with the company name, Homemade Specialty, and uh, produced the product. Showed up on Saturday and sold my soup. People loved it. And that was that. That was that. So, and, you know, from there we grew and, and expanded flavors over the years. And now we have um, 10 products, um, nine of which are soup mixes. And one is a dehydrated no-cook pasta salad. Wow. And just, just a go-getter. So what kind of background do you have that you were able to just, just take this idea and just run with it like that? Well, I have a, a background. Years ago, my first job, I worked at Burger King. And I worked in the kitchen. I worked as a hostess cleaning tables and at the cash register. So food service was kind of where I started um, so that gave me a little bit of background, but then I had, um, worked have it your way. Yeah, exactly. And I had worked, um, for a company where I basically had a bunch of different jobs 
Um, I worked in procurement, um, took care of recycling. I renovated offices, you know, design, you name it. I've, I kind of did a little bit. So you've been in the business industry, just doing a little bit of everything for, for over, what, over a decade. That was right. Yeah, probably a little bit longer than that, but yes, I'm still 25 on the inside. <laughs> That's important. It certainly is. So Age is a number. You have all this experience in in all these different. So at some point in time, do you figure that um, like can you take all these skills and just make them work for you? Is that the is that the idea, or is it this is just something fun to try and just gonna give it a shot? Quite honestly, it was something fun to try. You know, it's like creating a product and and selling it and having people, you know, try it and getting their reaction to it. You know, the re- the reaction was positive. So you know, I kind of grew from there and. You know, in the beginning, you know, it was soup, you know, it was split pea soup. It was chicken noodle soup. It wasn't necessarily healthy, but you, you go to the grocery store. There's a ton of different soup out there, right? True. Um, Campbell's progressive, you name it. And what did I have to offer? Okay. So I had chicken noodle and split pea. Well, yeah, so do they, but my advantage make it easy and make it healthy. So that was my two goals. If I could make it easy to make that you just add water you don't need to, you know, have a, a degree in, in cooking. You don't need to have a whole lot of equipment. Just put it in a pot, add some water, stir it, cook it covered. Well, you made yourself a homemade soup in a relatively short period of time. And, you know, we kept the sodium level at 400 milligrams or less per serving. So if it's easy and it's healthy, that's a win. And that's really what has worked for us all these years. Okay. So after the, uh, so you go to the fair and are you expecting to have a, a ton of sales or is this just, just, I mean, you're just, you're just putting yourself out there basically. So at what point do you say to yourself that this is something and I need to probably ramp up production for this? You know, I, it, it started out really just to see if I could do it and you know what I did. So, um, then I started doing other local fairs. I increased my, my products and, you know, I think, um, what came after that was probably like garden medley and, you know, it just kept adding flavors and, you know, we got to sweet potato chili, which is our best seller. Everybody seemed to love that one. How can you not love a chili that you can just add a, a can of tomatoes to it and have it ready in an hour? You know yeah, what I mean? And, sweet and it's potato vegetarian. Chili is good. So, you know, then there's some other aspects that we took into consideration. You know, my daughter's gluten-free. She's not celiac, but you know, she feels better not eating it. So then we looked at creating products that are gluten-free. So you got gluten-free options, you got low sodium options, um, keep it simple, keep it healthy. And it's, it's done extremely well for us. Yeah, no, that's great. So, um, so as far as creating the soup goes, so everything is just dehydrated and how do you figure out to just dehydrate everything? I mean, well, you know, my friend Google tells you about how to, how to dehydrate, but at this point, you know, when we started expanding, it wasn't possible to dehydrate and pack um, bags of soup. There's just not enough hours in the day and the cost and time involved with doing so. So all of our ingredients are bought by um, from reputable suppliers and we basically put the soup together with our recipe in a clear um, plastic bag and it shows the ingredients so people like to see what they're getting but it looks attractive they're hand layered um they're packed with a lot of love it's still very time consuming to put them together Mm -hmm. 
Because um, right now it's all done by hand, correct? Yes, everything is hand measured and hand layered. And there is, this is a home business and there is a very beautiful kitchen downstairs from where we are right now. Yes, so we started out in my residential uh, home kitchen um, back in 2011 and um, I ended up moving to a new location so I can build a commercial kitchen because our, we have grown and expanded um, as you can imagine, using your own kitchen, you don't really get to cook food anymore. So, you sure. know, the kitchen has been taken over. My dining room was taken over. You know, I had uh, materials stored in a separate room. So, you know, it really took over my entire house. So the next step was a commercial kitchen. I looked at outsourcing it, but the cost didn't make sense for me. I was looking to move anyway, so I built a new home and put in a commercial kitchen. So now it has its own place and I can use my own kitchen to cook dinners every night. Right. Yeah. That's going to be good to have it separate from the household so that it's a, it's a separate place that you can go to. It's kind of like going to the office, but the office is just downstairs. Yeah. Except, you know, you get a snowstorm. It's not like you can take the day off. You still get to go to work. That's true. You can't call in sick. Well, I guess you could if you wanted to. Well, when you do own a business, you, you do get to make your own schedule. However, you work nights, you work weekends, you work whenever you need to, to get the job done. True. So in the process of doing this, I mean, what do you think has been the most difficult hurdle to overcome? Ooh. Um, actually, you know, I, I don't think there's any hurt, hurdle that is difficult to overcome. I think if you put your mind to it, anything is possible and you just make it happen. It's just, they, they all look like, uh, they all look like, hey, hey, walls for you to bust through. Yeah, you, you just come up with a plan and, and just do it. So I worked in um, doing a lot of project management. So to me, it's just figure it out, get it done. <laughs> that's true. So that's a good background to have. So no particular failures that stick out to your head? That... Oh, sure. Um, you know, we were using a chicken broth years ago. And the company had changed the nutritional labeling on it. Um, apparently there was a mistake. And so when you're using a product and everything is measured out and your nutritional labeling is based upon that. And then to find out there was an error, we were actually scheduled to do a show on a weekend and had a whole bunch of product produced ready to show up only to find out that our powdered chicken broth was not the same values as what we thought it was. So mm -hmm. therefore the product was not as labeled. I couldn't sell it, couldn't use it. I ended up donating it um, to various charities. <laughs> it just had to be donated. But, oh yeah. So at that point we had to, to reformulate. We had to find a new chicken broth that made sense. And, you know, at that point, that's when we took into account that we need to make sure our sodium level was lower than a can of Campbell's or a can of aggressive soup. So at 1200 milligrams per serving, uh, you know, it's a lot of salt if you're on a low sodium diet. I would say. But, you know, all of our products is 400 milligrams or less. And we try to keep it at that. And we also try to keep it on the easy side, meaning we don't want you to have to go out and buy a bunch of stuff. So some of our competitors, you know, you pick up their product, you got to go out and buy, you know, six cups of chicken broth. Now you got to add a potato, you got to add a carrot. You're essentially in it for another five or six dollars plus another trip to the grocery store. Sure. So we'd rather have it as, you know, you buy our product, you take it home, 
you know, you either need to add a can of no salt diced tomatoes. And if you had one with salt, that's fine. You know, you're just adding a little bit more on the sodium. Most people have that in their pantry um, and water. Everybody has, has water. So well, maybe not in Texas right now, but, um, and that's, that's basically it. So add water and no more than one other ingredient. Our no cook pasta salad, all you're adding to that is cold water and a salad dressing of your choice. And that's it. Give it a stir and you got a pasta salad ready in under an hour. Yep. I've definitely had that one before at a, uh, at a couple functions more than once, actually. It's good. <laughs> so the, the trade shows, what's the, how do you even go to a trade show? Like what's the, what's even the process for that? Well, you know, you're going to find one that you want to participate and, and be at. We've done some really great shows um, there's a New England Christmas festival that we have done for multiple years. It was located in Boston and it last year was scheduled to be at Mohegan Sun. Um, Mohegan then, Sun? Mohegan Sun. Unfortunately, that was canceled due to the pandemic. So that's so fun. This November, the first weekend in November, we'll be at Mohegan Sun. It'll be a fun, fun weekend and uh, we'll be there and selling our soup. We're going to reach a different audience because we're going to be further south than Boston. Um, but we do fantastic at those shows. You know, you figure it's November, people are in the holiday spirit, they're they're doing their holiday shopping. What's nice about our packaging is that it's a gift package. It's not just a bag of soup. You know, you want to give a gift at Christmas, you're not going to go in the grocery store and buy a can of soup and give it to somebody, okay? You just don't do that. Ours is really more of a gift type of package. So you could buy our product and you could put it in a nice little gift bag and people are, are thrilled to death because... Hey, it's, it's easy. It's different. You can see what it is. It's healthy and it's attractive. True. And Americans love gifting each other food. Well, you know, I always think about is I, I love gifts, but I don't have to dust it. So if I can consume it and it's short term, it's, it's a fantastic gift. True. I think I've gotten a few bags as gifts myself. So, and it's always nice because you have it there. Oh, absolutely. And when you don't want to cook, you know, and, and spend the time, you could basically put this, you know, on the stove and, and with very little attention of just stirring it every so often or put it in a crock pot or an instant pot and spend no time on it. It's, mm -hmm. it's fantastic. Yeah. I think, um, when Nicole's over and we, uh, she was looking through the cupboards and she could just see like, Oh, what's this? I can see what's in here already. What, what is this? What's this all about? And say that oh that's from that's from my aunt Vicky she makes all this stuff by the way we're related <laughs> and uh, yeah she makes this soup and it's all freeze dried and her she, what <laughs> just it, it just blew her away like that someone could just go that would someone would just go and do that you know because uh, you know a lot of people talk about doing a lot of things and that's when people do all you know not everybody does all those things that they talk about so. Like you said, she was able to, to see it, understand what was in it, and then, you know, she wanted to make it, you know, and it turned out this as good as it always does. Well, thank you. I'm glad to hear that she enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so is there any, like, trade show? Now, speaking of trade shows, is there a way to tell which trade show that you want to do and which trade show that you do not want to do? Well, we've done some really good trade shows and then we've done some that were extremely slow. So it's really a process of trial and error. You know, um, there's, we're New Hampshire based. So there's a New England made show normally held in March up at the center of New Hampshire. 
that's a fantastic show. We do well there. It's three days and they have a lot of food. We sample our product and we give out free samples of soup. People try it. They love it. They buy it. And then they, they look for us at other shows. They're like, oh, hey, it's the soup ladies. The soup ladies. And, uh, you know, we're always sampling something. And, you know, we, we do really well. We try to go to the shows where the people are going to be at. You know, the, the slower shows, it's really not worth worth the effort to do it. But, you know, in, even on the slower shows, we might find a new account that will meet us and, you know, never saw us before and then, you know, buy our soup and put it in their store. So between all of the shows, the good and, and the bad, um, has been beneficial to us as far as consumer sales and accounts. Right. So you got to go out there and spend a little bit of money to secure these tables, secure these spots, and then just kind of see what happens at each show. Then Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? It, it's really fun, you know, to do these shows. You go there, you meet people. You know, you sample the product and people try it and then you get the reaction, you know, and it's like, wow, we did that. You know, they're they're happy. They're eating our soup and, and they're liking it. And then they turn around and buy it. So it's just fun. Yeah. You don't get that when you're giving it directly to like the grocery store. You want to put it in a market basket and have it on the a nice top shelf. But no one's going to call you and no. say like, hey, by the way, I love your soup. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, and, and I do get calls actually from consumers, you know, whether they received it as a gift or if they found it at a store and, you know, they'll ask questions and, you know, maybe a different way to cook it or whatever. But sometimes we just get calls of the feedback that people like it and they in, enjoy it. Um, it's it's really not a grocery store package at this point. You know, the, the price point is ten ninety nine a bag. And some people might think that that's expensive for a grocery store and... Yeah, technically it is, but our product makes six to 10 servings. So if you could feed someone for, you know, just around a dollar, that, that's pretty reasonable. You go in and buy a can of some something else, you know, it's three, four dollars and you might get one, maybe two servings out of it. Right. It's a family serving. It's not a single serving, which right. is usually when we're buying some product like that, it's going to be a single serving product. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it makes a great gift. And if you have people coming unexpectedly and you don't know what to serve, you know what? You can always put on a pot of soup and, and visit. Next thing you know, it's it's ready, you know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and, you know, and the dips and the pasta salad and all that stuff you can do with it. Oh, absolutely. Did you ever get invited to go to somebody's house last minute and, oh, what do I bring? Well, you know what you could do? You could take the, the no-cook pasta salad, put it in a glass or metal bowl, add cold water, salad dressing of your choice, give it a stir, head on over. When you get there, stir it again because you know what? All you need to do is put it in a cooler filled with ice and it will rehydrate in under an hour. Awesome. And uh, so when you start doing the, um, so you're doing all the shows, you keep making products and you just kind of ramp it up as you go along, just kind of basically just making it to, to meet the man that you're getting for these, for these shows. But then at some point you have to decide that you're going to sell this product online. So, so how does that process work for you? Yeah, we do have a website. It's uh, homemadespecialty.com. We do have all of our products for sale on there. Um, we are also selling um, through various um, specialty stores throughout New England and also on our website list those as well. Awesome. So let's pretend that someone's sitting in front of you and it's a very passionate young person, man, woman, or other, and they're... They want to get into the soup business. They want to get into the food business. They want to they want to try to do something to resemble this. Um, what's something that you could tell them to to help save them some time and save them some effort? 
Don't do it because it's a lot of work. <laughs> well, that would be more competition for us. But no, it's, you know what? You got to love what you do. Let's pretend I live in Britain. Okay. All right. Well, you, you got to love what, what you do. Um, and to me, it was just something fun to do and to see if I could actually do it. I didn't have a goal in mind to own a suit business. You know, it just, it just kind of happened. I was just looking for something to do. I had, you know, both my girls were in school at the time. And I had a lot of time on my hands. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's just something that I came up with and it kind of fell in my lap and, and it's done extremely well. So whether it's soup or it's uh, knitting scarves, whatever your passion is, you know, just take the time and make it happen. Right. There you go. Just be passionate and just do it anyway. That's right. And just grind your teeth and get through it. Yeah. Any, anything could be done. All, all you need is the right attitude and the drive to do it. I agree wholeheartedly that... You should just go and try and do something. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean you're going to be successful in the first try. No. You know, some things work, some things don't. You know, like us in the beginning, you know, it, it was okay, but we had no advantage of selling our product. We figured it out. It's like, okay, make it simple, keep it healthy. And it's done extremely well for us. So COVID-19 in the soup business. Obviously, the crossover would be that, what, you can't go to, you can't go to trade shows. You can't do that, um... That's like your your best marketing that you have there is someone getting to eat the soup in front of you and then and make the purchase. So what's the adjustment that you have to make for 2020? Well, I, I think we've been doing enough shows. Our name is out there. There's enough of a following that people um, have been able to go to our website, you know, over the, the past year of the pandemic. Um, and also our stores have increased um, their sales. You know, this is a shelf stable item. So you want to talk about all the hoarding that was happening a year ago. You know, this is one particular item that you can hoard and you don't have to worry about it going bad because it'll stay in your pantry for a year. That's true. So we've been very busy um, and, you know, our sales have been up for over the past year. Yeah. So soup business is COVID-19 uh, COVID legit. It certainly is. <laughs> it's foolproof. Um so maybe you just convert a few people right there. So maybe we'll have some competitors now in case there's another pandemic. People are going to sell soup. Yeah, you know, I'm not too concerned because it is a lot of work. <laughs> it, it really is a lot of work. And unless you're passionate about it, um, I don't think there's going to be too many people that are going to want to jump in and, and, and start something like this. But whatever it is that you're passionate about, that's what I would suggest you you get into. Right, because this isn't, gonna, this isn't something that's going to make you seven figures right away or anything like that. But there's got to be some 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 plans for future growth in this uh, in this product. Oh yeah, you know we're we're always um, thinking about new products to come out with. Um, we're you know have some things that we're currently working on that I can't talk about at the moment. But um, you know we'll we'll be expanding, we'll be growing. You know we have a commercial kitchen here, but you know it does have its limitations. So it, you know the, hopefully the near future we'll be looking at a co-packer to produce for us. And at that point, you know, market it on a much wider basis than what we're currently doing now. Right. And that's a, it's going to be a whole new, a whole new headache of problems. Well, yeah. And it will be fun at the same time. You know, if you can love what you do for work, then that's, that's half the battle. True. So what's your, what's the grand, in the grand scheme of things, where do you see this all going? Well, you know, eventually I'd like to have it on every supermarket shelf. Every supermarket. Every supermarket shelf in the in the grocery store, you'll find all the other brands. And it can happen. 
you know, the right plan, it'll be there. Market Basket, Whole Foods. Absolutely. Um, Star Market. And what's the one that's called? Hanford? That's another one. Hanford. Uh, out West, Publix, Piggly Wiggly. Oh, Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. <laughs> we really deserve one of those. Okay. So you have this soup product. Now, is there is there anything else that you can do with the soup product or is it just specifically made for soups? This is actually. So make the product as it's suggested and then you can add to it and make it your own. So say like chicken noodle, our chicken noodle is vegetarian. It's mm-hmm. not gluten-free because we use egg noodles, but um, it is vegetarian, but vegetarians love chicken noodle, but they don't want the chicken. So how do you get there, right? So we use a vegan flavored chicken broth. So um, it accommodates vegetarians, but if you want to add chicken, certainly add cooked chicken to it, or you can certainly add um, dehyd- or cooked turkey. Our turkey stew and pie filling is exactly just that. You can enjoy it as is as a stew. It's nice and thick. It cooks up fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can add about two cups of cooked turkey or you can use chicken and you can make it into a pie. And I like to make it with puff pastry myself. Um, sometimes I make it where I just put the puff pastry on the top and other times I make it where I put a crust on the bottom and the top and make it into a pot pie. Um, the uh, pasta salad is very simple to make, you know, make it um, as directed, but then you can add to it. You know, that one will make four half cup servings. But if you have more people to feed, add cherry tomatoes, add some cheese, add some chicken to it. Um, basically start with these mixes and, and make it your own. On the sweet potato chili, that one is fantastic. You can cook that up and it will get nice and thick. Um, and you can actually use it to make uh, like a seven layer dip. So let it cool off, put it on the bottom of the pan, add some guacamole, a layer of sour cream, lettuce, shredded cheese, black olives, scallions, anything you want, throw in some nacho chips and, and you get a great dip. So yeah, so everything everything can be adjusted to whatever, whatever, pl- whatever you want to use it for basically. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Our bean and veggie dip is fantastic. That one, I like it when you cook it on the stovetop. It takes longer. It's our longest cooking soup. It takes 90 minutes. Wow. All you need to do is cook it covered and stir it on occasion. And I'll tell you, the broth thickens up just slightly, and it's fantastic. It has 32 different types of beans, eight different types of vegetables. How many types of beans? 32. (laughs) (laughs) Read read the label, but one of the beans in there is a rattlesnake, and people ask me, do you put rattlesnake in your product? No, it's only the name of a, a type of a bean. Um, I'll eat some rattlesnake soup. That <laughs> you're braver than I am because I wouldn't touch that. But um, so cook it on the stovetop. The broth thickens up slightly, or you can put it in a crock pot. If you have absolutely no time to think about dinner and you get a full day ahead of you, put it in a crock pot. Ten cups of water, soup mix. Give it a stir. Put the cover on. Put it on uh, on low. Set it for you know eight hours. Leave. Go about your day. Come home. Dinner is ready. The broth is a, a very traditional thin beef flavored broth and again it's a vegan soup um, because we're using a vegan broth Um, but what you could also do with that is cook it on the stovetop and cook it and keep reducing it down with the cover off so it gets nice and thick and you can actually use it as a taco filling tacos yes taco tuesday 
or burritos or enchiladas or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, you can go in anything because it's basically all the same thing. Tortilla, meat, cheese, vegetables. Yeah. And, you know, you look at our corn chowder. You know, that one is cooks up pretty quick. My girls love this soup. It's their fair, their favorite soup. Um, basically mm. cook it up. And then what we do is we take some shredded sharp cheddar cheese, sprinkle that on top with some crispy bacon crumbles, and it's a fantastic soup. There's never leftovers in my house. True, and this is New England, so in New England you have to eat chowder. Yes. That's just, that's a rule or something. <laughs> I think it's as soon as you drive over the New England state lines, like somebody just throws some chowder in your car. <laughs> yes. I think that's a thing. So doing all these things, and there's a few other things that you're also doing that we're not gonna get into today, but how do you keep your head straight how do you stay focused? How do you stay balanced? I mean, well, you know what? You just, you just do it. You know, I'm one of those crazy people that enjoys working. I worked for a gentleman for a lot of years and you didn't just have one job. You had at least 12 jobs at the same time. And I learned to, to manage every single one of them and to be on top of it. And it's just, it's what I like to do. So to me, it's fun. So no yoga, no heroin, nothing like that. No. Nope. Actually, you know what? My fun is work. I get up at five o'clock in the morning and the commute is great. I walk downstairs, come in my office with my cup of coffee and I get to it. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's therapeutic for you. Yes. And it doesn't need to be anything else. Nope. It's, it's fun. Like I said, life is figuring what you like to do. And if you like to do it, then it's easy. It's not work. Oh, so yeah. Enjoy what you do. You never work a day in your life. That's right. That's that's your mantra, and you're actually living that mantra. Yes, so at least I try. You never feel like you're working a day in your life. That's right. So you don't ever need to take a break. You no. You just keep going forever and ever. No, I work seven days a week. <laughs> wow. That's why if you call me, I don't know what day it is. It's all a blur. Yeah, it just kind of blends together. One day of fun after another. Well, that's good for you, <laughs> I guess. I don't know how many people could say that. I mean, how many people could honestly say that? You know, I think people say that all the time. Like, I'm super passionate about this and I love what I do. And then in the next sentence, you're saying like, oh, and next month I'm taking a three-week vacation. Like, <laughs> just the detox. Well, you know, every vacation that I have is never really a vacation, you know, because there's always something to do. You know, the, the business comes first. You have to work. You have to serve your customers. You know, something needs to get done, you make it get done. But, you know, at the same time, you own a business. If you want to goof off in an afternoon, yeah, you can certainly do that. I don't have anyone to answer to. You know, if I don't have anything going on tomorrow morning, my day doesn't start till 2 o'clock, that's okay, too. True. You know, the boss isn't going to yell at you. No. No. The boss is pretty cool. <laughs> the boss is okay with it. I mean, I guess the, the customers become the boss at that point, you know? That's right. right. So instead of having one boss, now you have... Hundreds of thousands of bosses. That's right. That you have to answer to, but luckily for you, most of them are going to be happy when they're when they're speaking with you. No, absolutely, and you know anything that we could do to please the customer, you know, by all means, you know, the customers is always comes first. Have you ever had a, a wild request that you weren't sure what to do with from somebody? Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Let's hear it. <laughs> we were at a show and. We were sampling our soup. We sample them in a two-ounce souffle cup, and we have it out on a tray, you know, with little spoons, and people take, you know, a soup, and they sample it, and it's great. So a woman said to us, I will try your soup if you promise to recycle this souffle cup and spoon. And I'm looking at her like... What? 
<laughs> okay. Never heard that sentence before. Um, yeah. Am I supposed to take all the used spoons and souffle cups and wash them? And, you know, I'm all for recycling. I do a lot of recycling, but, you know, you're talking a little sample. And, uh, yeah, that was a crazy request. That... So she bought some soup from you? No, she didn't buy it. She only wanted to sample it, only if I promised that I would recycle the... Uh... Oh, so it's kind of like, here, you throw this away and I'll eat some free soup. Right. What a deal. Yes. So you really made out there. Yeah, no, that was our crazy, crazy request. Um, and then, you know, people do request other things. Um, we had someone request a low-carb soup, and we actually came out with quinoa medley. It is our lowest-carb soup at 15 um, grams per serving. And, you know, it, it fit the need. People like it. It's easy to make. Um, so we, we try to accommodate yeah, I guess that one kind of seems reasonable, especially because, I mean, what, keto is like the most popular diet ever right now, isn't it? Yeah, there's there's different fads. Things come and go. And, True. But, you know, you got to have a variety. It's the spice of life. Yes. Can't, and, and you can't please everybody. No, no that's, that's not possible. Some people... You find your group. Some people eat a lot of sodium and think nothing of it and have no issue with it. They might try my soup and say, oh, it doesn't have any flavor. And other people will say, oh, wow, this tastes great. It doesn't have that over salty taste to it. Right. So, but you know what? People want to add salt. You can add salt, but you can't take it away. Salt is one of those things. Like, you remember, like, uh, granddads and our dads and everyone's dads, they'd always, no matter what you gave them, before they even tasted it, they would add salt to it. Yes. Every single time. They didn't even taste it. They don't know what it tastes like. They right. just added they salt. They just add salt. Even if habit. you told them, like, I salted this. Right. So don't add salt. And what's the first thing they do? Ching, 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 ching. They put some more salt on there. Yep. And then look at you like it's not salty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that was just like a thing. I don't think I don't think people really do that anymore. I think people are more health conscious. I think... And plus, things being salty is kind of gross, right? Well, look at when you were a kid. You couldn't buy a bottle of water in a grocery store or in a convenience store. It didn't exist. Uh, no, it was all... I remember Surge. Yeah. Remember Surge? Yes. Yeah, of course you do. Um, and Joe Cola. Yeah, it was all soda. It was all soda. You, you went to a convenience store and you could buy a soda. You could probably get, you know, maybe a small carton of milk, but there wasn't bottled water. There wasn't the beverage options that there are today. You can get coffee, hot tea, that type of thing. Yeah, if you were drinking healthy, you either got the Minute Maid orange juice or the Yoohoo chocolate milk. Yeah. Those are your two health drinks. And and now look at water is one of the fastest and largest categories out there. It is. And people are, are health conscious. So people are, are looking to cut back on, on their sodium intake as well. You know, if you get a 2,000 milligram recommendation, you know, from your doctor, don't exceed this, you know... A lot of older people don't quite get that concept. And I think younger generations do. Right. I think um, I have the problem sometimes when I'm eating and when I'm making the food. I, if, I, if I'm going to go on a, like a diet, if I'm maybe thinking about the food, I'll make it all. And I feel like because I don't add a lot of salt to things, which I take a lot of heat for from <laughs> some very specific people that I cook for. Um, but I feel like even sometimes you can also feel like you're like you're not getting enough if you're doing super active stuff, right? But for the most, but it's also the balance of if, because uh, my cholesterol is a little bit off and so that can make it tricky for the heart. You're also not supposed to have it for the heart, but you need it for your body. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Your body needs sodium. 
There's, there's no question about it. But us Americans overeat. We eat a lot of junk food or a lot of fast food. Yep. And all of that is basically salt. Why is it such a good preservative? It's not fair. Well, and quite honestly, you know, even in soup, you don't need it. You just don't need to have that much salt. But it's it's a flavoring. It is. Yeah. When it when it's just right, it, it is really good. It's very tasty. So, and I guess 400 milligrams is the just tasty. <laughs> you know, it's enough to taste it. And, you know... You can, we use a lot of other spices to give it flavor. We use a lot of garlic. You won't find any of our products without it. Um, well, garlic is garlic a good is flavor. amazing, yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And a lot of other spices that we use as well. So you can achieve the flavor without adding salt. And that's that's what we do. But, you know, like I said, if you want to add salt to it, you certainly could. True. Is there any flavor that you've wanted to do and it's just it's just not possible? Like, or you can't, can't correct the formula for it? No, because I think anything can anything is possible. So everything's just worked out smoothly so far. Wow, lucky. Well, you know, you can't just make a pot of soup and have it be a home run, you know, on the first batch. Of course, that happened once for us. But every flavor that we have, except for that one, is at least 12 pots. So you put together a soup, right, in a pot, and you cook it, and you see how it comes out, and uh, it, something's not right, too much garlic, not enough pepper. All right, so you know what happens? You can't just tweak it necessarily. You have to throw it out and you start all over again. Yeah. So it's literally 12 different batches, and, and we keep tweaking the recipes to end up getting to where we wanted it to be. The turkey stew and pie filling, we actually did that in one shot. I don't think we could ever do that again. One go? One go. So even do even doing it in 12, 12 iterations is still amazing too, especially considering what you have to do to do it because you have to dehydrate, have all these ingredients dehydrated before you even start, you know, like you have to prepare the bag before you start doing it. So That's you, right. So you know what the product actually tastes like. Right. So you have to go through all that work each time, change something by, like, I mean, what is it we're talking about, like a quarter of a teaspoon this or... oh absolutely <laughs> you know and, and a quarter of a teaspoon of garlic to one teaspoon is a huge difference in a in a pot of soup yeah and it definitely can be yeah yeah that's true um because i've definitely added way too much garlic to things before just because you know the last time you didn't add enough so the next time what are you gonna do if you throw it in there and the nice thing about a dehydrated product like ours is that it's consistent so that whether you buy it today you buy it next week or you buy it next year we want it to taste the same so it's very important that it is consistent every time that you make it. True. That's how, what was it? That was the McDonald's pledge. Whose pledge is that? I think it's McDonald's. Hold on a second. I'm going to get it. No, Domino's. That was the Domino's pledge. No, Domino's pizza. Mm -hmm. Their pledge is that the Domino's pizza in San Diego tastes exactly the same as the Domino's pizza in Rhode Island. Yes. That's their, that's their whole mantra. And even though it's just kind of gross pizza over here and kind of gross pizza over there, but they, <laughs> but they stick to that pledge though, because it, I guess it does, you know? So good for them. But I mean, I guess you can, you can do the same thing with any product. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what? You could make that bag of sweet potato chili, but then your sister could make the same thing and she could tweak it. She could add venison well, she's and a totally change it. Well, that's a problem. It's well, it's a problem for me. Okay, it's not a problem <laughs> for her. It works for her, and if it's if it works for you, you should do it. Okay, 
don't don't listen to the haters just do what you love but for me i would definitely put it like a pound of hamburger in there oh absolutely yeah or some or some ground turkey or something like that because i just i'm all about that protein well you know what you could start with this and make it your own you can add all the protein that you want with it Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah for sure um same thing with the um you know what goes and here's like a if anyone's getting the chicken noodle and this is what I've been told and this is what I've done. And what you have to do is go to the the market basket of the Shaw's and get the rotisserie chicken. Oh, absolutely. Take the rotisserie chicken, chop it up into little tiny bits, and then put it in there with that soup. And you'll be that much closer to God. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's Of course, you are adding a little bit more salt using a rotisserie chicken. But if you didn't want to add the salt, you can certainly just get some chicken breast at the grocery store, boil it. And cut it up and throw it in and it would taste just as great. Yeah, I guess you could do that too. But I, I tend to do that a lot just because it's it's healthier. I like um I'm really a fan of the bone in meat for the chicken now. Yes. I know there's something different about the chicken breast today. I don't know what it is, but they don't taste right. <laughs> it doesn't taste like chicken. You notice that? The consistency is like off. Like that's not what a chicken first of all, this whatever they put in the package, just you've cut chickens, you know. You butcher when you butcher them or cut whole chickens. Chicken breasts don't look like that. No. I don't know what's in there, but that's not a chicken breast. <laughs> it scares me now that I think about it. I haven't bought chicken breasts in like over a year. Wow. For that very specific reason. Um, if I'm gonna buy something like that, I'll either buy the whole chicken or I'll buy like the half chicken mm-hmm. that they offer and then just cook it that way. But if you'll notice that if you have the boneless sitting there and you had a whole chicken that it's not even close the the quality of meat that you're going to get it's leagues apart and um because i did some chicken breasts once for for the family and they were like oh whatever you know and then i cooked the whole chicken and some of that and they're like this chicken is amazing like (laughs) i can't believe how good this is it's so buttery and smooth and tender and da 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 and this and that and it's like all I did was rub butter on the outside and mm-hmm. put salt and pepper on it like <laughs> you know it's a lot of praise wait for the little the button to pop out yes oh I love turkey whenever it gets cold I'll throw a turkey in the oven turkey oh absolutely I don't even think about turkey until Thanksgiving that's oh I love turkey I can eat turkey all year I think it's really good it's just for whatever reason it's never in my thoughts well, you know, to me, to cook a turkey, I'd cook a whole one. So, but what's nice about doing that is now you got leftovers and you can put it in a lot of different soups. That is true. Yeah, or sandwiches. It's good for sandwiches too. Absolutely. Soups and sandwiches go well together. Yeah. And yeah, you can just make a combo meal out of it, you know? So that's also good too. But man, no, I don't think I'm... I'm I've never cooked an out-of-season turkey in my entire life. <laughs> Not once. I think I bought one of those, um, I think I bought some like turkey legs once. I was like, oh, dang, I can just eat a turkey leg. And uh, I don't, something about bu- buying individual pieces of animals is like, it's, it's not always what, you, what you'd hope for. Well, cooking like a turkey breast without the legs attached or the wings, it's it's not the same. No. You know, you need that whole bird in the oven cooking and roasting for it to come out perfect. Mm-hmm. If you're only cooking part of it, no, it is not the same. No, and I think it's also that there's certain things that I want to just be what they are. So for me, the turkey is a Thanksgiving family thing. Mm-hmm. 
and it can just be that um, it's tasty, but something it gives me something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So I know that oh, I want to go to these places and eat some turkey, and then have leftover turkey, and the whole the whole orchestra that's involved in that. Well, it's also easy to cook, and that's why I like to have it. That's one one part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I could put a turkey in the oven relatively quickly, and yeah, I might cook half the day, but I have all this leftovers, and I didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, maybe open it up and baste it a couple of times, and that's about it. Sure. So you want to talk about easy hands-off, especially when you're feeding a lot of people. It's it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And no one's ever going to complain, ever. It's impossible to. <laughs> it would. It's not, I mean, not a lot Vegans. of people do that. Vegans would complain. Yes. Sure. But, well, no, I'm not going to snitch on her. But <laughs> whoops. Whoops, she already told me. Oh, she already told you? Yeah. Yeah, I had a breakdown. It happens. It but does. I guess it was for a good reason. It was in memoriam. Yes. So um I guess it doesn't count. But she's not dead. There's always exceptions. Uh yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's like there should be this uh comment to say like Oh, I'm vegan. Oh, but I still eat um, chicken, beef, and pork, but not fish because that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like that movie. Um, oh, what's the name of that movie? My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, yeah. When the lady says, you know, oh, you know, so and so is a vegetarian. I think Ethan is a vegetarian. And the aunt says, that's okay. I make lamb. <laughs> Does it count? No. Lamb. I like lamb. Which maybe a next one could be a uh, a lamb orange too. Mm-hmm. But that's a hard one because lamb is expensive. At least yes. around here it is. I don't know if it's cheap in other parts of the world because they have like a lot of sheep. Is sheep and lamb the same thing? No. I, I have no idea. No. It's not. It's different. There's sheep and then there's lamb. Hmm. Okay, I believe you. Um, Okay, I think we got way off topic from where we started. Any last words? Well, I think that if you have time to go onto our website, homemadespecialty.com, and take a look at, you know, what we have to offer, um, try it, see what you think, let us know, tell your friends, give it as gifts. You know, shop at some local local stores. It's always great to buy local and um, pick it up there. Yeah. You know, we appreciate your support and um, look, forward in, look forward to, um, you know, another great year. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> Very proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, everybody. I uh, hope you got to learn a little bit more about the, the soup business. I mean, maybe you don't know anything about it, and that's fine, too. But now you know a little bit more. Uh, secondly, I'd like to once again thank my guest, Vicki Abbott. Please make sure to go check her out at homemadespecialty.com. And she's going to be all over Facebook. And just if you want to message her directly to ask her a question, she's super nice and super awesome. And I'm sure she'll be more than happy to get back to you in a timely manner. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'm sorry about all the um, the audio artifacts and the uh, the deep breaths. I uh, wasn't feeling too well when we went to the interview, but we still got it done. And uh, 
you know, this is still a work in progress. So thank you for your patience and uh, I love you all. Tune in again next week for a new episode and every week, guys. It's, it's never going to miss. Can't miss, won't miss. 